and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a Drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah and I'm the only one doing this intro today. Unfortunately, me and Charlie, are our schedules have got a bit hectic as we're approaching the Christmas season, especially our recording schedules, and we just forgot to record the intro to this episode because we had guests and that is just who we are as people, let's be honest. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to cope with me doing the, episode, the intro on my own today and no, I am not going to be impersonating Charlie's accent today. You all told me I was so bad last time that I'm too embarrassed to try again. So in today's episode, we are discussing chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And we are joined by two very special guests, Faye and Rachel from Her Dark Materials. But before we jump into the main episode, we do have a few reviews and shout outs. So I'm going to start off with the patrons. A Beatles-sized thank you to a name which I think is pronounced banshee and is something irish but i could be so wrong so please send me a correction i tried to google it i'm sorry i think it's banshee a kangaroo size thank you to kendra a kilowatt size thank you to kai a lima from madagascar size thank you to lisa a british empire size thank you to beth Ann. that might be inappropriate sorry a tesla size thank you to tess a wolf star size thank you to star loss a penguin size thank you to paula a mariachi band size thank you to marin and a hula hoop size thank you to Enrique. they have all joined our patreon when they get access to loads of behind the scenes stuff they get access to our bonus episodes and all sorts just a note to say to anyone who is part of our patreon we know there hasn't been any bonus episodes in a little while we do have some stuff in the bank and we are working on some new stuff but we're very busy and just need to get our head screwed on right but there's loads of stuff that's already been on there a while and we have loads of other stuff to come up including our vlog from when we were in Albania that will be coming soon we also have our review of the week so this one comes from Kai1509 and she says it's like having friends which you know is always going to make us choose the review these two are such a joy to listen to they make the world of Harry Potter even more of a home for me I might be too sappy but for real these two make me feel like I'm part of a little family they're very knowledgeable when it comes to Harry Potter and I'm often left left in a state which they've caused the nerve endings in my brain to fuse together differently in a very good way that sounds like you might need to see a doctor Kai they're absolutely hilarious their tangents are the best I've lolled so many times I always look forward to another episode would definitely recommend go Slytherin thank you so much for that review Kai anyone can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and we might read it out so that's enough waffling from just me and let's jump into the episode welcome back guys hi we have another guest episode (laughs) we finally after a very fucking long time like since Mm pre-pandemic have a very in-demand guest her dark materials thank you for having us we're so excited to be here we're so excited to be here (laughs) so i am a massive fan of rachel and faye's podcast i actually knew them in real life before either of us podcast in just the most random fucking way possible (laughs) we have the best origin story like this is a like thing about my life where it's just so off-brand for me and every now and then it comes up in conversations and i'm like 
yeah, I used to wrestle. And people are like, <laughs> you? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we met, we were all part of like an all-female trainee wrestling group. Yep. Yeah, we were. Eve Women's Pro Wrestling. Uh-huh. And I feel like the first conversation we had with you is because you were wearing a Dingo's Ate My Baby t-shirt. And we were yes. like, I fucking love Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> and that, then, you know, I mean, and Buffy, it, pro wrestling. And a beautiful story was born. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then kind of, I mean, I got really fucking depressed and stopped going. And then, Same. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then we kind of stayed in contact because mm-hmm. you guys like your podcast and yeah and it is excellent so could it you is. please introduce who you are your names and your podcast yeah. for the people that don't know yeah well i'm rachel and i am one of the hosts of her dark materials podcast a podcast about the his dark materials novels and i'm fair the, the other co-host of that podcast. <laughs> and the incredible thing about these two podcasts is they have different accents so you can tell them apart <laughs> yeah rachel's posh northern i am, I am normal northern yeah, i'm derbyshire northern and phase yorkshire northern yeah, so mm, that's yeah. The difference. But what i find like really interesting we had um a conversation one time with one of our american listeners this was actually ages ago but like in our discord chat you guys came up and she was saying that she thought that you guys are more posh than me and Hannah which me and Hannah are like posh <gasps> oh southerners God. and oh it's so God. interesting to me because like obviously you do get posh northerners but I think when you think about the typical posh BBC mm. accent yeah we've both got the you the, think the, southerners yeah, yeah. and they honestly got the BBC this like accent. American listener was like dead Dead set was like, no, 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 her dark materials are posher than you guys. <gasps> oh my god, we're posh. Oh my god. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my god. We've struggled. You made it. So it. <laughs> this is it. It's That's official. So, like, shocking to me. I'm honestly surprised a lot of the time that our listeners can at least understand my accent because you are, you are posh, Rich. But I am, I am but also, you're a bad influence on me because all my friends from back home are like, you are more northern. You are more northern. Yeah. I, I crack out a nur occasionally. Yeah, you do. A gur, a sure. Like, I never did that. That is not from my family. You that said, is from you and my partner, John. Oh, yeah. God, I yeah. just love a northern accent. Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. loving this conversation. Actually, they're spoiler free, so you don't have to have read his dark materials. But I always say that they have, like, a very similar dynamic and banter to me and um, Hannah. Yeah. I almost called you Harriet then, which is my sister's <laughs> That's name. That's your sister's name, not yeah. mine. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll let them talk more about where they can, where you guys can find them at the end of the episode. Mm. But their podcast is just fine fantastic and this has been a long time coming because we really fucking insisted have. on them getting to our house like we were like <laughs> we're our house my, we together now we do, hi. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was recently looking for a housemate and i like put it out on social media and like a few different people replied like i'll oh, just move in with hannah i was like i feel like neil would take issue with that <laughs> <laughs> just me and neil have lived together for like coming on four years now, and now we're gonna take on a housemate <laughs> we're just making the thruple official official <laughs> We're good to move in anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we insisted on being in person mm-hmm. because you guys also live in London and that is so rare for guests we have on this podcast and we wanted to get drunk with you guys. So yes. yeah, we yeah. waited till safety kind of post-pandemic well, for this to well <laughs> for this to happen. Misu is also in the room. Um, he is lounging on the floor mm-hmm. uh, just so you can understand the ambiance and shall we get started? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So first questions we'd like to ask guests is, could you please tell us your Hogwarts houses? And could you, while you say them, remind people of your name just so it's stuck in their minds. Yeah. I'm Rachel. And when I was small, I was absolutely convinced I'm a Ravenclaw. I see but, that. And when I've done Pottermore, it has been a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like my life as it is right now and for the foreseeable future, it has me as like an art hermit Hufflepuff forever. <laughs> so I, I think we'll you're see. a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
That like with no like that sounded like I was being mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being mean. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> yeah, but I I was very like I was very Hermione as a kid, mm. and obviously Hermione is Gryffindor, but like she has big Ravenclaw energy at yeah. the same time, mm. and that's what I thought I was. But no, I mean I think I'm a Hufflepuff. Mm. Nice. I so. mm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm fair, and I'm a Ravenclaw, and Ooh. have always been. It a sounds Ravenclaw. like Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I'm fair. And <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I've been a Ravenclaw for the last 12 years <laughs> for as long as I've been oh I mean many would argue that anyone that's an adult still obsessed with Harry Potter should go to some kind of support group yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 and then could you each tell us your favourite Harry Potter book and why <laughs> so my favourite has always been Goblet of Fire and I think it's because when I read them because I read them as they came out when I was a kid there was something really satisfying to me about the three mm. trials or mm. what tournament, whatever, Travis tournament trials that I loved. Um, and I don't know why, I think it was just that. And also like Voldemort coming back at the end, I thought was amazing. And that has always just solidified in my head as being my favourite. How do you feel about the film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not really a big fan of like any of the films. Oh yeah, big ballad, 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 yeah, ballad. Yeah, like I was <laughs> utterly obsessed with them when I was a kid and mm. I can basically recite them word for word, mm. especially The Chamber of Secrets because my mum bought me that on DVD and I just used to sit in front of the TV and watch it constantly. This is such but... a mood. <laughs> it's, that's but... just me now though. <laughs> yeah, but like the... Yeah, I'm not a massive fan, especially of, of Goblet of Fire. Just like the acting is pretty shocking in that film, I think, mm. from uh, a, a lot of people. There's a lot of like things in that film that I just can't get out of my head. Like fucking, <laughs> my boy! <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's the one good bit of the film, oh, my no. boy, but that's the one bit I like. Oh, but the fucking music as well. Did that give you enough time to think of your favourite book, Rich? I mean, I'm a basic bitch and it's Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, valid. That is the classic. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I feel like it's everybody's favourite and it's an annoying answer, but it just just is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's well paced. Yeah. My only other thing is, because it's this Chamber of Secrets with Nicholas's death day party, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And that was my favourite scene of any of the books really? oh my gosh it's so random it's so it's got big goth energy yeah I'm yeah. gonna fucking float around and make everybody like remember my death and like waft through some rotten fruit <laughs> like yes please that sounds great I really want to go to that party and I was so good when they cut it out of the films yeah mm. yeah. and like yeah, yeah that was like my favourite scene of the books just again I, I was a massive emo Love Massive that. I mean, we yeah. all were, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> quick question: What is both of your kind of relationships to the books? I'm assuming you both read them when you were children, were fans of them as children. I'm kind of assuming that's the background. A little bit different for me, weirdly. Yeah. I, so my sister was the perfect age, same age as Harry. Grew up reading them as they were coming out to the point where she was like in the local newspaper because she was the first person in the queue at the local bookshop oh, waiting for the book to come oh, out at like. <laughs> first thing in the morning when it opened and there's like a picture of her with her like copy of I can't remember it might have even been Order of the Phoenix I can't remember and we would read it she would be reading it and I would get to read it after her I think I was a couple of books behind her and there might have even been a couple of occasions where I've watched the film before the book but it's all jumbled together but we mm. used to read it out loud to each other in the awning of our caravan on camping holidays oh, and we'd, my heart. <laughs> we'd pass the book around and do like 
I would probably only do like a couple of pages because I was a bit younger, but like, yeah, I would do like a page or, f- or two each, like around the caravan. Oh my God. Like, oh my God, my heart. That's also oh just the God. most British thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I actually, I used to read it out loud to my brother, particularly on Christmas mornings when he would wake up too early. He's five years younger than me. And my parents had set a time that we were allowed in on Christmas morning. So to keep him quiet, I would read him the Harry Potter book, the Christmas oh. chapters in bed. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's so cute. <laughs> so yeah I was like oh my god I was so utterly obsessed for like years and years and years I remember my dad he was the one that got me into them he was like oh there's this new because I read them literally as they were coming out he's like there's this new book I think you'd really like it and because it was like getting really popular at the time I was like no I'm not reading that oh you were that cool oh I thought I was and then I did read it and I loved it and then like I was just utterly obsessed with everything to do with harry potter it like consumed my entire life like my dad he used to work really early and he used to get up really early and when the books had come out at midnight he'd go to the supermarket and get me the new one so it was there and then like i went similar to your sister age i went for the last book i went to like the midnight opening of like waterstones in my hometown when it came out and i've still got a little like orange bag that says like harry potter and the deathly hallows and it says like whatever the date is and it was 2007 and i remember it so well and yeah i I don't know like i it just consumed my life in so many ways for so many years that like i got badly bullied as a kid and i always used to be like oh like ron harry and hermione are like my only friends and it sounds really like sad (laughs) but it was true at the time and i have a harry potter tattoo as well which is like i don't know how i feel about it now i'll never regret my tattoos but i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. mine says expecto patronum oh i love that yeah it's one of those things where do you know where like you grew up with something so it's so ingrained in your brain yeah like I was just saying about like certain things in the Goblet of Fire film just like living in my head forever. Like it's just going to be that way forever, I think. It's just mm. always going to be in my brain. But yeah, it's weird now being an adult and I haven't read them in a long time and seeing how much like I remember just from reading this chapter. Because I'm not sure whether I would ever go back and read them again. Maybe. Mm. But mm, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Then now the... you can do the plot. Well, no, I'm not because I forgot <laughs> oh. the most important question. What oh, yeah. are we drinking today? Oh, okay. We always forget to ask each other this. <laughs> Even though it's literally the concept of our podcast. Yeah. We're good at forgetting our own concept. So please tell us, what are we drinking today? Okay, Rachel, I'll let you take this one. Well, we are drinking contentious on our podcast. Takei? Takei? Takei. 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 It's Takei. It's the one that said it was Takei. Okay, we had a debate on our podcast because I was reading it one way, Faye was reading it another. I changed how I said it and then they said it on the TV series and it is Takei. Takei is a sweet wine from... I can't remember where it's from. I can't remember. Is it Hungarian? I I think when I bought it, it said it was Hungarian. Hungarian. I could be wrong. And if you have read the His Dark Materials novels, you will recognise it as in the title of the very first chapter, which is The Decanter of Takei, because... That is what the sneaky, sneaky master tries to poison for Azriel, and then it comes up as a drink through the series, and it's what all the posh wankers drink in mm. the materials. Woo! Woo! We're going to drink it. I have yes. never tried it before. I haven't have tried this. Oh, either. great. So, cheers. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh, we're actually... Ooh, oh, we're sound effects. Oh, that's a dessert wine. Oh. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? It's like apple juice. It is like apple it juice. It is. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Don't, I'm going to drink that really fast now. I think it's apple juice. That's fine. We can have another drink afterwards. Yeah, that's the kind of like spicy apple juice mm. it's but very it's wintry actually um, i can almost imagine it warm mm. yeah i'm now just like imagining it? asriel drinking this it's like posh squash yeah it is i can't imagine that right it's big boy's mm. apple juice big bo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's not like not, brandy it's although not it like, looks 
fancy excellent man. like look at <laughs> yeah. this look at this in my it ikea it looks a little it looks a little bit like you've got a bit of a like uti going on <laughs> do you know what actually to <laughs> you know what that's that when was I, literally a joke in our last episode. Yeah, this is when I say they have the same vibe as us. Literally, that was the true. last episode we just really? put out, we went, well, I went into excruciating detail describing <laughs> the colour of the drink and how it looks exactly like you, you're pissed when you've got a really bad UTI. <laughs> so yeah, oh, same energy. Actually, to bring this also back to Harry Potter, this is what I imagine mead tastes like in Harry Potter. Ooh, interesting. I've got no idea what mead tastes like, so. I should try to get like mead theory. at some point. So chapter 34, The Department of Mysteries, Mm-hmm. Would you guys prefer to talk about at the beginning or at the end about why you chose this chapter? Do you want to wait till you've kind of got, we've gone through everything? I don't, it was Rich's decision. So Rich, I'm happy for you to, to talk about it now, if you like. I just tried to think of my two favourite parts of the book and I was like, it's the goth horses. And yeah. it's <laughs> the rooms with the weird shit in. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. Perfect chapter. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So talking of the goth horses, Charlie, yeah. in what she thought was the only note she'd written down, says that they mount <laughs> the goth horses. Well, it, well, I said they mount the thestals. <laughs> and because, uh, so I made my notes on um, my laptop on like a like note app that like, just transfers it across and then I like opened it on my phone and they had only transferred the one line and I was like Hannah's gonna kill me Hannah's gonna kill me Hannah's gonna kill me <laughs> yes. and then luckily I restarted the app and it had actually transferred across but I was like oh my god she is actually gonna you actually would have murdered I me. would homicide you yeah yes yeah. so Harry climbs aboard his Thestral and he's watching the others climb on their Thestrals and he describes Neville as having short legs harry is canonically like five foot six ron describes harry as a midget quite often (laughs) this is a short man and he's like neville's got short legs i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah also i I constantly forget that harry is canonically a tiny man and it just Mm. makes me laugh every time i think about it short king he He is is. a short king we love a short just like pocket prince Prince. Uh, i have a question about thestrals because they are like i think personally they are the gothest creatures in Harry Potter by far. Oh yeah. Mm. Remind me. So who? I mean, it's gonna, I'm gonna take us on a depressing journey here, I suppose. But remind me of who Luna and Neville have seen die. Luna's her mum. Right? Luna's her yeah. own mum. Neville is one of his great aunts or his grandfather or right. something. One yeah. of his elderly relatives. That was the one that I couldn't remember because I was mm. like, no, because Neville's parents are still alive because they're in St. Mungo's, aren't they? Yeah. Is Neville there for the lesson with Hagrid where they meet. Yeah. I think. Somebody in that lesson definitely says it's their granddad. Right. Yeah, so then it's never. I assume it's his grandma who raised him's husband, mm. possibly. Mm. That would make sense. But it would make sense, yeah. So, yeah, they can see those. But the other three who can't see them, Hermione, Ron and Ginny, are just standing there. Like, As you would. Yeah. Uh, like, excuse me, could you help us? Because these <laughs> yeah. are invisible horses. And Harry's acting like they're being difficult. This Harry's like, oh, we've got to go. <laughs> this is like the first instance of so many throughout this chapter oh, and this book of Harry being an absolute dickhead to all of his friends. <laughs> yes. I don't know why he still has friends. He's like, I'm going to climb on the invisible horse. Oh, why are you having a problem with it? Like, yeah. what? And it's like, oh, because it's a fucking it's invisible, invisible horse. We have a say. Harry is a dumb bitch. Harry is a dumb yeah. bitch. And Harry he's like, you're wasting time it's like they cannot see the yeah. horses Harry. you're the one wasting time you fucking dick i love how calm luna is about it though because like she gets everyone on the horses also she's already mounted on like a dainty side, side, saddle. side, saddle, oh, right? side saddle is worrying side saddle means falling off literally i had the same look so i was like i've never ridden a horse i was gonna ask a question to like ho- like horse people <laughs> how do you know that's the centaurs that's like oh yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. we don't talk about centaurs anymore <laughs> any, any people that have ridden horses that might be listening to this podcast 
How do you sit side saddle without falling off? Special saddles. Special saddles. Oh. I only know this from Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But then I'm not a horse person. They don't have any saddles on. No, they so don't have like, any saddles. Yeah. My assumption is that if you're going side saddle, you would use the wing of the horse in a similar position to where the side saddle bobble would be. Because you usually hook your... The reason I know about riding Ooh. side saddle is because my friend Tess had to do it when she was the queen in our village pagan festival. Basically, Rich is... Pagan Festival is basically Midsummer the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It involves two people on Shire horses leading a procession around the village and my friend once was one of the people on the Shire horses had to ride side you're missing saddle. The guy, sorry, you're missing, sorry, I feel like you should be talking more about this. You're missing the guy covered in flowers. Okay, he's literally. wearing like a massive cage on his head that's like a beehive shape that's covered in flowers what so you can't see him. What did you grow up in? It's called Castleton. It's very pretty. It's in the Peak District. <laughs> And we have a midsummer style mm-hmm. pagan festival thing. It's very weird, but yeah, anyway, sorry, guy, I'll stop beehive covered in flowers, parades through the village, uh, maple dancing at the end. My friend Tess wore a big blue dress, had to ride side saddle. You have a special horse, uh, special horse. Special <laughs> 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 sideways horse. Uh, yeah, the horse also goes sideways. <laughs> like a crab. <laughs> like a crab. <laughs> It's just regular saddle, but everything goes sideways. <laughs> that would be horribly creepy. I would not want to see that. Is I'm just going... imagining the legs crossing like grapevine. Oh, God. Like <laughs> grapevine. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a pommel thing that sticks out of the saddle. That you hook one of your legs over to keep you on. But my assumption was I was going to ask, how are they sitting on the Thestrals? Because where are the wings on a Thestral? And well, Harry the says he's tucking are. his like knees yeah. behind the wing joints to stay on yeah but that means maybe luna's like hooking a leg around a wing joint to stay on side <sighs> mm. saddle i don't know i don't know Luna, luna's, like, luna's weird got really good butt muscles that are just <laughs> yeah. i would buy that Clench. i yeah. would buy that <laughs> girl squat then you know they they take off and then we get into the bit which i've already discussed multiple times with patrons we have to get into this bit because it is so our brand because we have to dissect every piece of travel in these books because we have problems yeah. at one point we did the maths behind whether an owl feasibly could have gotten all the way to egypt or not including looking up Love the that. average speed of different breeds of owls amazing. so you'll be pleased amazing. to know that for this section i have again googled some things amazing <laughs> There are 500 miles between where we think they are in Scotland, which I'm assuming is the Highlands, so around Inverness. I've called it Inverness to central London. It's about 550 miles. Even if those horses are going 100 miles an hour (laughs) through the air, those horses take five hours to get to London. So are you telling me how fast are these horses going, people? How fast are we going to say? The (laughs) G-forces Poor Luna sitting side saddle. I'm just telling you what? off a fucking line. Are the horses going the speed of sound? <laughs> I did not think about that. No, I didn't it's good logistics. Usually but... that's something I would think about as well yeah. on our podcast. Is, I'm usually the person that does this that. This is the insane shit that we... <laughs> I've also been asked to make a timetable of this entire day because people are convinced the timelines don't add up and i will do it by the time we finish the book but yeah the first thing we have to work out is how long it takes them to fly to london because if the horse even going 100 miles an hour which i'm sorry 100 miles an hour (laughs) they're setting off at sunset right because they're flying into the red sunset they are flying into the red sunset so that would mean and then also i looked up the sunset times in jude in scotland (laughs) (laughs) okay so 
Harry gets the vision at around 5pm, okay? Now, last episode, I had assumed it took them, at a minimum, an hour and a half to Mm. do all the shit from the vision to In the Forest. However, this chapter is taking place in the middle of June, which is midsummer, which means... It is not nightfall until 10.30. Oh my God. (laughs) So A, we've lost. Okay, so at first Harry says they take off into the twilight. Let's say it starts to get a bit darker around an hour before sunset. So Mm -hmm. it's like Mm 9.30 and then they fly through the darkness. But even if it's 9.30, it's been from 5pm till 9.30. It's pitch black when they arrive in London and it's been pitch black for a while. It's the middle of June, which means they don't arrive in London till gone 11pm, 11.30. So somehow, with all the shit, they've lost four hours even getting to the forest. And then we lose another five if the horses are travelling 100 miles an hour. (laughs) I just... I Also... I would like to say, we don't research anything on the podcast when we should. We only research it when it's the batshit stuff. We have literally only like... researched travel. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I love that vibe. Anytime yeah. we should actually do some really intelligent research, we don't. No. Yeah. That's the best way to be. It's, it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. more fun that way. But yeah, Harry's like, is Sirius still being tortured? I'm like, I don't know, mate. It's been like seven hours. Like, <laughs> I... It's <laughs> probably dead. It's probably yeah. dead. I just, I just don't think J.K. Rowling... She was like, they're going to fly off into the sunset. I'm like, but are they? Because canonically, this chapter is taking place in June. So I really don't think they're flying off into mm, the sunset. Yeah. How fast do you think the horses are flying? Not 100 miles an hour. Not 100. That means it takes over five hours, Charlie. Yeah. But 100 miles an hour, like, think about sitting on a horse going 100 miles an hour through the fucking sky. How do festivals fly? That's how I know. Is there magic involved or is it the same mechanics as a bat? Because if it's the same mechanics as about how fast are those thestrals flapping to go no, to the No, Harry said they hour. barely seem to flap. Yeah. So it yeah. must be some yeah. sort of magic going on. Mm. Okay. But I just, they'd be sat on it. Jet like... fuel. <laughs> what is Hagrid feeding them? <laughs> Can I say it's so fun just talking about Harry Potter in this critical way because I've never read it like that before. <laughs> I've only done it with his star material. So like, I would never have brought, like, I would have never even thought about that. Honestly, trans, what I'm starting to realise and I'm so excited to find out how many more instances are throughout the books because so far the big ones we've covered are uh, the train that from London to Scotland that goes through Norfolk. <laughs> It makes me so We've angry. Covered. They just had to take a sharp left turn. Do not pick up any students. But I have looked up a map of all of the railways in England and there are not, there's not the actual rail lines. It's not doable. So uh, uh, then we've covered, can an owl fly to Egypt and how fast can it do it? Mm-hmm. We've covered, what are our other travel things totally and geography things track. we've covered? It, it's our favourite topic. It and really this is. one just compounds it all because I had to research sunset times in Scotland in <laughs> mid-June. I love that so And much. J.K. Rowling just doesn't understand. It's like how she doesn't understand maths because she can't do the money. She yeah. can't do geography she or just sport or sport or anything like practical that she needs to visualize she just can't fucking do it or like any concept of how gender works <laughs> oh god and that yeah well yeah yeah oh. she's bad at two things Sweet. travel and gender Sweet <laughs> oh my god anyway mental breakdown over anyway so uh, they get to the ministry at what kind of i can only assume must be um two o'clock in the morning and they land <laughs> 
Sorry. Ron just falls off his horse. Yes. He's just like... Well, he's I'm just not... been going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> on nothing. With nothing on underneath him. He can't see anything. Can you imagine? So your legs are like this, okay? All just, their legs are spread and there's nothing there. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Could you also imagine the view from the ground? But just yeeting through the air at 100 but miles like, an hour. Especially then, as they're like coming into land as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then consider when didn't somebody ask JK what wizards wear under their robes and the answer was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it a bird? Is it a plane? <laughs> no, it's Ron's penis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so then, yeah, they land, Ron falls off his horse and they have to climb inside the phone box and again can we just can you fit six teenagers inside a phone box no no and, <laughs> and you know what I probably have tried because I grew up yeah. in a small village and there was yeah. not much to do oh yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. same I think I've tried it and I don't think it's possible I just really wanted to do like a very classic like British almost old man thing of being like you had a phone box in your village <laughs> oh, yeah. now it's a defibrillator oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also just started imagining this moment where like they're all so crammed in and if they had done it as a TV show they'd make it a moment for Ron and Hermione of being like oh, press yeah. up against each other and be like oh, 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 oh my god perfectly yeah, reenacting yeah. that with a bit, bit of boob action on my oh, arm love that <laughs> don't you also think that like JKR was really phoning it in the day that she decided that the code to get into the Ministry of Magic is just magic <laughs> literally yeah so is it magic spelled out Spe- yeah. magic spelled with yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. so six yeah. four I never Something. got that before. Remember yeah. when you, you used to have to test by like pressing? Oh my god, yes. the yeah. Same when these books were yeah. written, you did. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god, it must have taken so long. Yes, yeah. you know the lengths of text messages I send you. I don't think people used to do that <laughs> it's, as well because when you when those phones were a thing, like I don't know if you remember the like sheer panic of when you were writing a text like that if you were writing a long text and it it change from being one text message to two. Oh, and you're like, I'm not paying for both. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying 20p. Delete all the vowels. <laughs> yeah. To, like, yeah. Make it cheaper. I'm not paying 20p for you. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> but people you wonder are. where text speak came from. It came from the mm. necessity of cutting characters yes. out. Yeah, exactly. And yet British people would cut out all of the characters to try and save money and then just put kisses on the end. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, so kiss, many kiss. kisses. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We once had to do one of our English, like, you know when you had to do like English writing things in class to like, when you were reading a book to like, I don't know, analyze it or mm-hmm. like do a bit of writing practice. When we were reading Romeo and Juliet, they were like, what if phones existed? Oh, no. Can you try to write the text Romeo oh, and Juliet would send each other in the character limit of the text? It's like you, you are. I genuinely feel like I had the same assignment at school. <gasps> oh, that's I don't exciting. Think they got as far as doing like the character no, limit. No, we had to stay within the character limit. No, it was just to, like translate it to text speak. It would was it really be awkward. like <laughs> Romeo is like on the ground and Juliet's obviously in her room and he just texts her instead saying you up yeah exactly. <laughs> you up bitch like they probably would be sexting wouldn't they yeah oh, uh, oh yeah yeah the amount of like eggplant emojis <laughs> no this is before emojis we're on uh, the characters c equals 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 yeah <laughs> They have to state what they're doing and the phone box is like, rescue mission. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. And it's also just like, why is the visitor's entrance open at 2am? 
Like, just why? I have so why? many questions about the security of the yes. Okay, so I'm works. assuming the Death Eaters have taken the security out. No, 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 I'm not. I think it's perfectly <laughs> on brand for the Ministry of Magic to have no fucking security. No, this place has to have security 24-7. And Harry says it's weird that it's not there. I think the Death Eaters have taken the security out. That is not my issue with the security. My issue is, and it was the same when he visited with Mr. Weasley, you go down in the phone box and you have to check in your wand at the registry point at the other end of the atrium so somebody can walk potentially as a dangerous person with a mm. wand not through any kind of initial security upon entering the building but they can walk all the way through the main atrium the busiest part of the entire ministry <laughs> yeah. oh, good with point. their weapon to go and register their weapon be like nah can't be asked because there's nobody there to like actually yeah. escort you no nobody actually checks whether you're yeah. a visitor or not you're and wearing a badge but that's about it you could get a badge that said rescue mission makes me really happy and also <laughs> I just know. <laughs> you could just keep your badge from like if you were there like before just keep yeah. it and then yeah. just wear it and then you yeah. could do whatever the fuck you want. or wanted. you could just go at 2am when apparently no one is there <laughs> and just hide out and then in the morning fuck some shit up like yeah but also should someone going in the visitor's entrance at 2am set off some sort of security alarm mm. I think it should yes yeah, yeah. yeah. especially if the automatic thing is rescue mission I think that should set off someone's security like hi uh, some people might need help yeah, yeah especially yeah. when they're literally teenagers but yeah I think Voldemort's team have wiped out the security I, I honestly don't know like I know that that makes sense but I also think it makes perfect sense in the wizarding world that the government <laughs> building just would have no security mm. like I think they're arrogant enough to just assume that people couldn't or wouldn't yeah they 100% are especially when we know that like Gringotts and Hogwarts are like mm. the safest place it's not like Hogwarts Gringotts oh and the <laughs> Ministry of Magic so they set off down to the Department of Mysteries and Harry turns them just before they enter the door turns to the other five and he offers them one more chance to stay back which I really like a because Harry feels a lot of guilt after this chapter about what he put his friends through but to be fair to Harry he did give them every opportunity to turn around and B it calls back to book one and then foreshadows book six like three times that I can think of in Harry Potter Harry turns to his friends and says I should go alone turn back and my honest to god favourite bit of all the books is in book six where uh, Harry and Ron say you asked us one before if we wanted to turn around and we didn't then we're with you but it also harkens back to here where Neville is like we're going with you and Ron just goes let's get on with it then <laughs> I just love the like his he constantly has to ask people you can turn back and they they don't mm. they don't do that I so when I was reading this chapter it really made me realize and because I kind of forgot to completely contrary what you just said mm. how much of a fucking prick Harry is oh yeah, yeah. Because, big prick. Oh, we, yeah. because my thing I'll this, go into that this is the last <laughs> yeah, yeah. nice road yeah. I know no, nice he's like note. an asshole throughout this chapter but like I'm like the fact that he gets annoyed that his friends want to help him mm. I'm like oh fucking sorry that you've got friends that want to fucking help you you little selfish bastard he's already had like yeah. a massive blowout argument with them before they even started getting on the thestrals and he's like oh we're gonna get to London it's like well maybe you think of it because you're the one that wants he to go he already yeah. screamed at Hermione for yeah her plan was awful but it got stopped him from being crucioed and then he screamed at her in the middle of the forest like so seriously this man boy boy child <laughs> yeah no it's he's a worst. big big arsehole he is but also like he, he admittedly yes he does ask them but like they're not gonna be like oh yeah actually like yeah i think i'll just wait outside like i came this all this way like, on a thestral like yeah um, 
I travel for five hours. <laughs> 100 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. Two miles an hour. It's two o'clock in the morning. Staring down at nothing but blank space below me. Yeah. Buggles were staring at my penis yeah. because I don't wear clothes under my robe. But especially like Paul, Luna and Neville who don't even fucking know Sirius so like why are they here? They've just gone along with it as you would. Luna but is like, the chillest bitch. Oh my yeah. God, I love it. She is so on but she's the person that turns up to the house party that does not know anybody but becomes like the person that oh, everybody yeah. is like yeah. I really want that person to be yeah. my friend but then and then disappears never mis- yeah then disappears mysteriously yes. at whatever time and you don't yeah. know where she went she's just down for anything I know oh, I love and her. I love her and it's iconic but I also just think that this is really like I would do the same where I would just kind of like go along with something because I'd be too awkward to be the one person and be like actually I don't want to go risk my life or like travel like in the freezing cold in the mm. dark at 100 miles per hour on an invisible horse I would just go along with it yeah but like could you imagine you were there just like thinking I, I, I don't know why I'm here I don't know the bloke we're saving I really don't want to be here but I can't be the only one being like I'm gonna wait outside <laughs> I'm gonna wait outside guys I'll just shout really loudly if something happens yeah. <laughs> There must be some pretty serious FOMO though if you back out of something at that stage. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't. One, because yeah. I wouldn't see, want to seem like a coward and two, because FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Serious it's called FOMO. the Department of Mysteries for God's sake. Come like, on. If they come out of there and they don't tell you what's in there, how annoyed would you be that you did not know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they walk through the door into a totally black circular room with 12 doors all around them. And as soon as they kind of stop and shut the door, the wall rotates. It's just... There's something so brilliantly like mechanical about that that the wall yeah. is rotating because like is the whole building moving? Like it doesn't matter. It's awesome. I don't care. Yeah. I love it. Reminds me of those that fairground ride that used to like spin oh, around. Oh, oh yeah, Gravitron to the wall. Gravitron, yeah. yes. Gravitron. Or like mm. the shit TV game show. That's why it immediately makes me think. I was like, why can J.K. Rowling not write the finale of a book without writing a kind of like a TV game show Takeshi's Castle style get through <laughs> at least yeah. three levels of something weird in order to find the bad guy. Yeah, she That's does a good point. She that. does love doing that. Yeah. It's kind of her brand. It's like the yeah. Philosopher's Stone. It's not so much the Chamber of Secrets. He definitely has to do it in the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, and this, yeah. this it's like here's at least three stages. Yeah. Yeah, of varying puzzling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that will yeah, te- yeah, and that will test your book. mind, test your strength. And, and Hermione yeah. will help you with a majority. And Hermione will give her zero credit. <laughs> this is the thing. So, like, when I like, this is not a new thought at all. But like, this chapter just like really made me think. Like, how um, we know this, but like, how much fucking more intelligent are the women that that in this story, the entire series, and the fucking men? Like, Ginny realizes immediately why the dolls have spun. spun. Like, Ron's like, why has that happened? And she's like, well, obviously well, to duh. stop. <laughs> idiot and then Hermione with the cross on the door like it's just the men never think of this kind of shit and obviously we know this but like they'd be fucking long dead without Hermione oh, especially gosh. like Jesus Christ I actually find it interesting in like this is spoilers for the next chapter but Hermione is basically the first wiped out of the six of them mm. which I think was almost intentional to be like oh now we're screwed how are we yeah. gonna get through this Harry now has to carry everyone because you've wiped the one person out immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the few Sorry. people that's probably like stands her ground recently as well like the last yeah. few chapters and this chapter she seems to be really like on it and also one of the few people that tells Harry to like shut the fuck up yeah I'm yeah. so here for that energy yeah oh, yeah Harry just needs constantly telling to shut yeah. up yeah yes, my does. other question about the spinny doors was is that like standard practice are the people that are working in the department of mysteries having to go through that every time they want to like <laughs> visit their friend in the neighboring room <laughs> or is it like only people wearing name tags saying rescue yeah. mission <laughs> or is it only after 2 30 in the morning yeah oh, yeah <laughs> just yeah. never know <laughs> so they're like oh we just have to try random doors we're not going to find out so they go through the first door 
and it's a it, it's a room with a few desks in and a huge tank with what Hermione is like that's brains and she seems like she sounds really odd and kind of weirdly curious about it. And everyone was just kind of like, okay, there's some brains in there. And then we just kind of leave and like looking at all the chapters and like look, looking at all the rooms when all this is done, it kind of seems like they're studying the mind, they're studying death, they're studying uh, the solar system, they're studying love, they're studying like, and this room is kind of the mind part of that. Like I imagine what the brains are doing is literally how does magic work? Where is magic mm-hmm. stored? But I don't know because they've just got three brains floating in a fucking tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird fish brain tank. Fish brain, yeah. brain, brain, brain fish tank. <laughs> brain, brain fish tank. I love it. Like, like, what are you doing with them? Why is it surrounded by dust? Are you asking them questions? Can they <laughs> yeah. speak? Like what? What is what, what is the purpose? What does it mean? Yeah. I almost like that barely anything in the Department of Mysteries is ever explained. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually really like that from the books that it isn't explained because it it it, it should be mm. a mystery. There are some things you shouldn't understand. Yeah. yeah. You know what part of not even in this chapter skipping ahead here, but you know what part of the Department of Mysteries that I like that definitely happened and de- definitely didn't get retconned? What? The time turn is getting destroyed. That <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. that definitely stayed happened. That happened. There was one. They were all destroyed. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway. They leave that room and Hermione's the only one to think to maybe mark the door with a cross. It's just like, Jesus wept. Like, Harry, could you please grow a brain? Yeah. The next room has a 20 foot sunken pit in with like big steps leading down to it like an amphitheater. And what is described as a Deus in the middle and I have a bone to pick with J.K. Rowling's use of this word because I have never heard it in any other context other than Harry Potter I've never heard it in my life outside of Harry Potter and I never understood what it was as a child and you can just google words as a child and like I looked it up recently and it just means a fucking plinth just use the word plinth J.K. Rowling like I like learning new words but I have never come across this word again in my life and you it's were just showing off so interesting that you said that because it came up in his dark materials recently did it? I I can't remember where it was so this is not very helpful but I remember not knowing the word either and I had to google it when we got to it I weirdly know it because one of my products that I make in my shop is a dais oh, well maybe it's just me being yeah. thick then no, but yeah I, I, know, I, know, I, know, the word. I know the word why okay it's just, it's just mm. a much fancier word for like plinth, plinth or base yeah. like yeah. it sounds more the reason I've got it is I mean like dice holders for D&D dice and I was like oh I want to it's, it's kind of moon shaped and it looks like stone I'll call it the lunar dais because it sounds cute yeah yeah like spooky yeah Mm. Um, and that's probably why Mm. JK's done it because like small plinth does not (laughs) does not sound as no but as a kid I thought it was like something to do with the archway like I genuinely couldn't I could never picture what this room looked like because I was like what is a dais and then yeah it's just a plinth where the archway stands yeah yeah I think I feel like shorter than a stage Taller than just the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, place my vote. I did know the word before you read Harry Potter when you were a child. Well, no, probably not. But just in general, I know the word. All right, it's just me then. It, uh, well, please vote for us on Twitter. We're fifty-fifty. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, historically, it actually means a platform where a throne or a speaker's lectern would be. So mm. there you go. Fancy. Mm-hmm. That just makes me think of Skyrim. I feel like that is the kind of game that would use the word dais. Yeah. Yeah. Dais. Dais. The dais, dais, has an archway on it with a tattered curtain that's like swaying slightly in the breeze. But there isn't a breeze. It's just swaying slightly. There is no breeze. (laughs) Harry is immediately drawn to it. And he feels like he needs to look at it. And he feels like there's someone just the other side of it. And Hermione is scared shitless. 
she is like, walk away, come away. Mm. And then Harry starts to hear murmuring through this veil with the curtain. And Hermione starts to get more and more angry because then Luna says she can also hear the murmuring and then Ginny and Neville are entranced as well. Why Ginny? I have a question. Well, yeah, this is, I, I, exactly. have to, I, I have three points of theories yeah. about this that take up a whole page. <laughs> yeah, you go, like, please. I was just going to say, why does the archway impact Harry, Luna, Ginny and Neville but not Ron? And Hermione, like, Hermione is impacted by it because she knows it's dangerous and she can sense it, but she can't hear the murmuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously Ron can't either. Why, why does people okay well so because three of them make sense yeah yeah well okay so people's initial kind of the the top theory that you read online is that it's people who have had people close to them die and they are hearing their loved ones through the archway however Ginny doesn't really make sense in that Mm. because why would Ginny hear someone that Ron can't so my interpretation has always been that it's how much you believe in the afterlife and the general Mm. unexplainable elements. So Harry and Luna are the first ones to hear the voices because Luna is obviously very perceptive to things that can't be explained. And Harry actually kind of canonically is as well. He accepts a lot of things. He doesn't know what's real. Ginny and Neville, we don't know as much about, but what we do know is Hermione is extremely practical despite the fact she's a muggle born in a wizarding society (laughs) and she does not believe anything that cannot she cannot reason with and cannot explain Mm -hmm. ron is in some ways quite similar he's a relatively practical person so yeah i've always interpreted as how much you believe in more the afterlife and where dead people go Mm. do you want to hear my theory i would love to hear your theory well my theory is that it is because you're like hearing into the afterlife because it's you know if you've witnessed someone die Mm. because we know that obviously Luna, Harry and Neville have I think the reason that Ginny can is because in the second book we know that she's moments from death Uh, interesting so she's come close to death because she was so close to dying when obviously Tom Riddle was like stealing her soul I reckon she came you know entered the afterlife was so close to the afterlife Mm. that she's got that connection to it is it also, could it potentially be, and I don't know how much I like this theory, but uh, Ginny and Harry's connection, because mm. Ginny and Harry are quite connected. Is she so in tune with Harry that she's kind of well, this is why, vibing <clears throat> with what he's vibing? Yeah. This is why I personally, like, I believe that what the theory you said is definitely like an option. I don't know which one I believe fully, but I've always more thought it's your ability to believe in the afterlife and the unexplained because J.K. Rowling is being like, Harry and Ginny are kind of similar. They both have similar levels of believing in the afterlife. Mm. And Ron and Hermione are quite similar in the level they believe in the afterlife. Because something I really like about Harry Potter is although it is in some ways quite clear there is some sort of afterlife, almost everything about afterlife in Harry Potter could be interpreted as not real and just people projecting what they want to see. Mm. Apart from kind Mm. of the ghosts are the only thing that goes against that. But everything else might not be real and it's more an interpretation of how people want to view what an afterlife Mm. is so but maybe i just think that because like i am not someone that believes in an afterlife so i believe it's like how the characters view the afterlife but yeah also harry would be drawn towards it because what he's hearing what's calling towards Mm. him could be his parents yeah another alternative theory she actually can't hear anything she's doing it for attention (laughs) 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 yeah big mood (laughs) i was gonna 
say I'm surprised that you think that Ron is extra practical because in the third book when they do it like talking about the Grimm he's mm. so fucking superstitious that's true yeah. he believes so many like old witches like old wives tales yeah that's he's true really I actually agree and I see Ginny as the one that's like very straightforward practical realistic yeah because mm-hmm. I sense. think she then yeah. contrasts Harry in that because she calls mm. him on his bullshit a lot of the time I actually yeah, think Ginny and Hermione are pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, maybe it's your closeness to death. Yeah. Because mm. then I think that fits as well because we know that like JK Rowling is kind of religious and I feel like that fits quite well if she like kind of believes that Ginny would have been like mm. in the afterlife close close to the afterlife mm. kind of thing. Does having like a, a long-term chats with Tom Riddle who's not te- technically not dead but that part of him is like a, in traps does that count as being like chilling with a ghost for a year? Possibly, yeah. 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 I love the like how entranced they are with it. Like mm. if it obviously represents death and we we know from what happens the next chapter. But the fact of being so like entranced with the idea of death and the afterlife is so like compelling to me. And mm. I really I do really like that JK Rowling put that in this moment where they're so entranced by it that they're all like, <coughs> they're almost tempted to go through it. But that's mm. the thing, like that's one of the things that makes me think it isn't actually their loved ones calling to them because Harry is tempted to walk through it. So is this archway actually some sort of evil mm. embodiment? Because then we've got a question. Why is this amphitheater here with this archway? My, the only thing I can think is this is an old fashioned way that the ministry used to execute people. I had this note, yeah. like in Fantastic Beasts with the yes! weird, like water Yes. In the next chapter, what Dumbledore refers to one of the rooms as being like the not the sentencing room, something like that. Oh, the, does he? Some, I don't remember. There's, there's, you keep an eye out for Ooh. it. I listened to it today and it's in my head, but the word is gone. But he refers to something as being like the judgment room. This, this, the, yeah. And all the adults know what this room, room. And, all the adults like, know what this room is and, and the also, kids don't, which- It's really... like an amphitheater, yeah. which matches the descriptions that we have of the courtroom. Yes. Yeah. I think it's somewhere where they used to execute people. And it, yeah. it, it makes so what sense are they doing? as well. Just giving someone a little shove. Well, I making them walk through. a trial. And the thing is as well, like if the love if like if people can hear their loved ones calling mm. them then they would go through voluntarily yeah which is what they do in fantastic is, beasts yeah, with, the, yeah. with the thing they're like don't you want to get in that don't yeah. you want to join them and like why would harry's parents be trying to entice it if exactly. harry can hear his parents why would they be trying to entice him to die yeah like, so that i think sense. it's something evil and bad yeah. mm. see i i do like the interpretation of it being something evil but I also, like, I always kind of thought of it as, like, kind of, like, an open window into the afterlife where, like, it's probably not that Harry's parents are going, come on, Harry, come. But they'll probably just be like, really boring this, isn't it? Like, um, what are you doing today? Oh, my God. De- like, just having a conversation. Yeah. But that's what Harry, and they don't know that Harry can hear. But then, like, I don't know. But then it's like, I do really like the idea because I think it makes perfect sense that this is a courtroom that's why why it's like an amphitheater mm-hmm. that you know they would have trials and then you know put people to death by getting them through the curtain which lines up with fantastic beasts but then it's like where did this veil come from like mm. yeah, is what it the man-made fuck is it? or like di- is it is it literally like, a rip in the fabric yeah, of what holds us to life it, like for something about it being like a veil i don't know <laughs> it seems very kind of like I don't know why, but to me, it kind of feels like very like Roman that there's this kind of like archway mm. with this like veil mm. in it. Like, mm. yeah. Mm. Where did it come from? <laughs> if it's also, if it's got like bad energy, I wouldn't be surprised that the ministry has it because we know that they're really chill about using Dementors. Yeah. yeah. That are like big bad vibes. Yeah. So 
if it is like bad vibes, I can see them just like hiding it in a thing yeah. downstairs, being like, "Oh, we just use it for executing bad people, though." Yeah. We're, we're the good guys. <laughs> and like, bearing in mind that we know that they don't actually give people fair, proper trials oh and just lock people up <laughs> willy nilly. Like, but then it begs the question of like, why are like all the death? Like, what do people have to do to get executed? Like, was it that the laws have changed and they no longer do it? Because, like, why would any of the Death Eaters be locked away? Why would they not be executed? <coughs> mm. Unless it got delegalized. But well, then it seems, like, awfully progressive for the Wizarding World to have, like, made that illegal. I, I do feel like knowing what we know about the Wizarding World that they did use to execute people and then they think they're being good because they're not executing people, but then they're actually just, like, using Dementors, yeah. which is as bad. Uh, if it's an amphitheater in the Department of Mysteries, does that mean they're, like, doing it for research? Like the oh, tank yeah. of brains is surrounded by desks. People yeah. are obviously studying it. Are people, is it like um, a surgical theatre almost? Where like, because mm. they used to be like big amphitheatres. Are like they literally studying people? Autopsy. Yeah, are they, are, studying... they, are they studying people beyond death? We know yeah. that they study everything in the Department of Mysteries. Are they trying to study what the afterlife is? Mm. Are they mm. like putting like a mouse on a bit of string and just like yo-yoing it through <laughs> and <away laughs> to come back out? Yeah. Wee! <laughs> Wee! But yeah, I find it very with Hermione's character to be absolutely fucking terrified mm. of this room because we know canonically she just she just hates things she can't understand mm. and Harry's reaction mm. terrifies her because she's very practical. She's like, I can't see what you're scared of. Get out. Mm. This is bad. I feel like we do have to make like a His Dark Materials comparison here with the like afterlife and like what if this is kind of a very similar thing of like, kind of like a waiting a room of like, yeah, into like a waiting room of dead souls. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, waiting room. I remember being like, when I was a kid reading these chapters, I remember being really confused about this whole archway thing and also how it killed Sirius. Like, mm. how how did he die? And I remember like, when he does die, and it, like spoiler, oh, no, we can do spoiler. Um, <laughs> that everybody just immediately knows that he's dead, and I'm like, how? How? But he's he just... like, oh, he's gonna come out the other yeah. side. Yeah. Like, but this is what I mean: <laughs> the adults all know what this room is, yeah. which th I think means it has historical significance. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think as well because, like, reading this as a kid, I feel like you're you're then in the same mindset of Harry of like you are a bit like, no, he's gonna come back out. Yeah, this like, isn't real. Like, yeah, like she, he's like, this would back out, or like even then you read the rest of the books and you're like, but like, is he? Like you never really fully get closure, even though it's there in the text. Everyone would be like, I, no, Harry. I always read that yeah. as I always read that as Harry being in denial that he's dead, mm. that Harry knowing that he's dead, but mm. he's just in denial. I think I was like, I was like, oh yeah, he's dead, but then there was also the part of me like, but is he? And is that going to be like a plot twist of yeah. like? And then Sirius comes back right at that moment, you know? Well, it's oh, a yeah, very yeah. fantasy thing and we will get into it with Dumbledore because I think it is so clever for J.K. Rowling to kill him off and for him not to come back. Yeah. Because it is a trope in fantasy for people to and come back. And I'm so back. glad that, like, I my pet peeve is, like, fantasy. I mean, this is because I was a massive Supernatural fan when I was a teenager. My pet peeve is, like, shows just, like, killing characters off and then bringing them They're back. They're bringing them back. Yeah. I just think that then the moment you do that, you lose any impact. Yeah. I will say, an obvious show does this very well that I'm not going to say because... But yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah there yeah, is yeah. one time this has been done. That's okay. But aside from that, like in the rest of fantasy, I just hate characters. You mean being Gandalf? Gandalf back. the Grey, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hate it when they do that because I'm just like, you then, anytime a character dies afterwards, you've lost any impact because yeah. it's just yeah. like, oh, but they're going to come back. I felt that way with Supernatural when it's like, all of a sudden you've escalated and it's like, oh, it's, it's the literal God and the literal devil. Like there's literally like, you can't, 
how are we supposed to go back to like shooting exactly. ghosts in the face with shotguns after this? Yeah, and that's when Supernatural <laughs> was good, when it was essentially like mini horror films every episode, like mm. back at the start doing the fucking like Bloody Mary and everything, and like yeah, just that it was good, and then it mm. got very like has God abandoned us? And it's like. Stay in lane. I wanted to watch mini horror films with hot men. <laughs> I wanted to watch hot guys shoot ghosts. I didn't want to have an existential crisis. Exactly. So Hermione finally drags them out of the room with the veil. Like Harrowman literally have to manhandle the people out. And they put the cross on the door again. The room spins again. And the next door they try is locked. And even... Why aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> Do we, well, ever, do we ever find out what's behind this? One? Yes. Can um, doors ever be locked in Wizarding Society? Like, is there such a thing as a locked door? Because like, this Alohomora one, yeah. opens everything, and mm. then is any door ever locked? If Alohomora well, Alohomora like, doesn't open anything, doesn't. everything. But then Sirius really... gives Harry the knife, yeah. and yeah. then this door melts the knife. Yeah. But then it's really dumb because it's like, then whatever spell you cast to lock stuff that then Alamora opens is just useless. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Alamora is not a locked door, it's just a closed door. It's a closed yeah. door, yeah. Exactly. When it's, it's locked, like to, it's locked muggles. to muggles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's just yeah. like the first spell children. that they learn. And to children. And to, like, and to children. children. So in a yeah. house, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it has been explained. So Dumbledore says something about how they study the most dangerous things in the Department of Mysteries. And the most dangerous thing they study, which has to be kept behind a locked door is love so behind this locked door is whatever the study of love is and yeah, you <laughs> do you hear any sounds through the door <laughs> is the reason they can't get in because there's an age lock <laughs> yeah quite possibly so yeah the behind the door is the study of love okay mm. so it's, it's, it's people banging yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's like I like to imagine there's even more rooms behind it. it's every different type of love and like what is love? Yeah. How does one study love? 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 Mm-hmm. I don't I want like to know how that. they're studying love because however they're studying the mind they've got brains in a tank so That's true. Mm. I don't think they're studying things in a healthy way in here. It's very convenient that you didn't have to describe it. Right? <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's so mysterious. <laughs> I don't know. That day she was like, oh, I can't be asked for that one. Just look at it. She's like, like that I'm a soulless bitch that can't experience love. <laughs> I've never experienced it before. So. Human decency, so fuck knows. Yeah. I wonder I what that's that. like for other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I should study it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next door they open is the room they've been looking for because it's full of like twinkling lights it's actually full of clocks <laughs> and harry's seeing the light reflected on the clocks from a huge bell jar at the other end of the room and the bell jar has a hummingbird that's like being reborn and back into an egg mm-hmm. because it's the study of time <laughs> i really like the sound of this it sounds really cool i, know. I would like one mm. it sounds like a Polly Morgan sculpture I want it. It also just doesn't sound very scientific, though, I will say. It's like... <laughs> Nothing it's like, in sounds scientific. like the wizards just had no idea how to actually scientifically study something. But they were like... Some, you know, high-level wizards were, like, assigned to be like, yeah, can you study all of these things? Can you study time? And they were like, fuck. They didn't know how to study it. And they were like, how can we make it look like we are? Just put loads of clocks in the room. No, but I assume like, this is where they're making the time-turners as well. Yeah, but, like, why? They're just loads of clocks. Are like they studying time. how different cultures measure time? Is there a culture Ooh. somewhere that measures time by reversing hummingbirds? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Is, yeah, is you know, time make, different like, to everyone? Yeah, you can make like a sand. You can make like a 
Oh my god, what is the word for it? A, an, an hourglass. A, with yeah, sand. we've got one over there. An yeah, hourglass. You can make an hourglass with water. You can do it with those the the funny little toys that you turn upside down and it like puts mm. those beads of ink down a, a spirally thing. I imagine you all of that is in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they're just collecting them all and somewhere somebody counts time with hummingbirds. Yeah. <laughs> but like that kind of proves my point because again, like the brain thing as well, like you were told to like study the mind or whatever, you didn't know what you were doing, just be like, put a bunch of brains in tanks no one's going to ask us any fucking questions. Like, <laughs> we, you know, we, we get our paychecks every month. <laughs> yeah, but you know when you're doing something at work and you don't know what you're doing so you just make it look like you do. Oh, you just make a mood board of all the things that it involves, right? And you're yeah. like, this is... That's this what they're counts. doing. These are like <laughs> yeah. rooms that are like physical mood boards they're like time with the mind yeah love <laughs> every now and then like they just take like fudge or whatever around and just be like look at yeah the planet studying the they mind. literally learn later they have a planetarium room that by the sounds of it is just a planetarium yeah <laughs> i mm. feel like in that chapter there are at least 12 uranus jokes as well <laughs> love that harry <laughs> we saw uranus so many uranus jokes <laughs> i don't even care they make me laugh every time <laughs> like i literally don't care <laughs> Okay, and then it's like, we know that each room leads to different rooms, but for some reason, past the study of time is the study of prophecies, which does someone want to tell me how those two link (laughs) up? Because it's fortune telling, which is... Oh, the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well done, Han. Yeah, somebody (laughs) made the prediction in the past about what's happening in the future. Yeah. All right, okay. Fine then, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It does feel like... I guess the Ministry of Magic equivalent of like trying to find your way through Ikea. <laughs> where you're like, oh, I'm, so, I'm starting to see sofas. So I must be near like, I don't know, TV stands. Because <laughs> then later in the book, don't they go through one of the doors, not through the central eight, through yes. the central spinny mm. door system. So they are interconnected without having to go through yeah. the weird helter-skelter door situation. I would love to see like a diagram. There can't yeah. be a diagram because the whole yeah. thing spins. Mm. Is it like magic? The- thingy system in have you ever seen cabin in the woods and there's like all the little cells for the weird monsters and it's like a giant rubik's cube maybe it's like maybe it's a rubik's cube and the Mm. door in the middle is the axis point of the rubik's cube oh Oh, that's that's, good that's that's really good i like that that's it i want that at some point and i I can't remember when it is because i didn't note down but just to go like completely off track please do there's like a bit where like Hermione has like a bit of a like snip at Luna and it really reminded me I kind of forgot that Hermione has such a disdain for Luna and like on on, per, on, like, on paper it makes sense because they're like completely different but like it always and anno- actually it didn't always annoy me only as like an adult that this like JKR seems to enjoy pitting them against each other like pitting the women against each other yeah where it's like actually and I know that like they they do kind of end up resolving it towards the end of the book series and stuff but Hermione and Luna would be such a good pairing can you imagine them as a little queer couple it'd be fucking amazing I mean I think in one hand it ties into Hermione's whole something we talk about quite a lot is does she have a pick me personality and is that JK Rowling's own prejudices coming through but on the other hand, as we've also both discussed, we both, all teenage girls are pick me girls because of internalized mm-hmm. uh, misogyny. And Luna and Hermione do end up putting aside their differences, especially in book seven, when they both end up in Shell Cottage. We see none of this snippiness. Yeah. And 
we know that they're actually sharing a bedroom and they're both fucking injured and traumatized and they're probably helping each other a lot. So I really I wish don't... that sentence had yeah, just said They're just fucking. They're just fucking. <laughs> yeah. They're just fucking each other a lot, actually. <laughs> and I, I scissor the pain away. I don't yeah, mind that we start with this snippiness and we mm. end without it because character growth is a good thing especially as these yeah. especially as these are teenagers not adults mm, and we true, also we've true. discussed a lot in this book how this is Hermione's worst book oh god she she's awful in this book horrible person oh. in this book mm. um, do you know you're so right and I think as well like Hermione's always been my favourite character mm. and I think I am not a massive fan of this book and I think that's probably the reason yeah, yeah. she's she's at, she's yeah at her lowest point in yeah. this book mm. but um, we were actually discussing it in detail with the patrons on discord the other day how ron is given a very very clear growth and character progression in these books Mm. we know what his flaws are we know the reason behind his flaws we see them resolved in book seven hermione's flaws are a lot more murky because some of them we cannot tell if they're actually intentional character flaws or they're jk rowling's own prejudices coming through Mm. in a way that she thinks is a good thing and actually in modern day we're viewing as a character flaw and therefore and I, when we're saying they resolve are we just putting mm, things on what we mm. hope is resolved and actually mm. it wasn't anything that was intentionally a character flaw in the first place and i and, think it's the latter because a lot of them don't get resolved and they don't even get addressed it's just like here's her flaws but it's not like it's just the things that she does but it's never examined in the text as like and this was bad that Hermione did yeah. it. Like, and and then Hermione examined. did this. She's so great. And, and it's never like, examined why she does that. Whereas yeah. Ron, it's very clearly explained. His flaws are because of the way he grew up, because of his friendship with Harry. He has serious like issues mm. with competitiveness and, and with not seeing himself in a good, like all of this. Hermione isn't given that space because we don't know her backstory. Yeah. So her flaws are not, she's just mm. not given the same character. She's not fleshed out. She's literally just like a device she, yeah. for Ron and her, um, Harry's like development yeah. and success. Yeah. Also, and I'm, I'm going to make a Buffy reference, but it's not a spoiler. <laughs> this has literally just clicked in my mind. How much is Ron Xander? A hundred percent Xander. No, but, and then Hermione, Willow, Harry, Buffy. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This was actually when I just told you guys that I like went to make a voice note in our last episode. Like this is what, when I finally remembered what it was about, it was about this. Yeah. How they're like very, very similar. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Only thing I would say is that, so Joss Whedon openly admits that he wrote Xander after himself. Xander is kind of the self insert because while Xander is a dickhead and is very flawed, a majority of the time he ends up being right in a really frustrating oh, way, yeah, like yeah. about Angel and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, so much. But in the same way that Hermione is a bit of a self insert for JK, and I'm sure yeah. I've nicked this from a fucking TikTok that I'm not going to be able to credit because I cannot remember the name of the person. So if you've seen it on TikTok, this is the wrong with TikToks but... and content. Like, wow, great, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry whoever said this thing, but yeah, and Hermione is that same self insert because she is flawed in a lot of ways, but she is consistently always right and the person yeah. that saves the day. And a lot of the flaws that Hermione has, like you were saying, mm. are they flaws? Are they things that JK just thinks and she's put herself in the character yeah. too much? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't. Yeah. 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 But for me, canonically, in my fan brain, when Hermione and Luna are in Shell Cottage not making out, um, they lie in bed and <laughs> they're lying in their little single bed and, and they're talking about the fact that Hermione was a dickhead to Luna in school and she apologises because, mm. you know, she just almost died. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but pay. they were definitely fingering them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just confirm this? So they walk through into a room that's as high as a church and massive and full of rows and rows and rows of orbs and harry saw in his vision that sirius was uh, being tortured in row 97 so they walk along the orb rows towards row 97 and some of the orbs glow and some don't and i'm assuming the ones that are completely dark are the prophecies that have already been fulfilled and the ones that glow Mm -hmm. are the ones that have not yet been fulfilled yeah i'm gonna assume that's what the glowing means Mm, that is a good shot i don't know they Turn into row 97 and it's immediately obvious it's empty. But Harry is like, no, 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 he was at the end. You can't see it because it's dark. And your stomach just oh my sinks. God, I've oh such my like God. secondhand embarrassment for Harry. Oh so I feel like we've all been there. Where and, it's we're like, when, and it's this when this thing, this thing, and then it's not. And then you're like, fuck. And it's Literally when Hermione... walking down the road with you the other day, like the pub is on this side of the road. I swear <laughs> to God, the pub is on this. I will buy you a drink if the pub is not on this side of the road. It is. It was not on that side of the road. Oh no. <laughs> it was on the opposite side of the road. I had to buy Johnny a drink. And it's the way Hermione just says Harry, and I'm like, oh, oh. Mm. Like, at least they did check, because this would be so much worse if he'd refused to let them check. At least they had gone and checked, like, whether Sirius was. And he's gonna not let him check, right? When he's convinced that his uncle is being tortured at the end of it. Like, they're not gonna be like, well, he's obviously not there. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And then Harry, like, runs along, runs along, is checking all the other rows. And whilst he's doing that, Ron is like, do, 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 do. Oh, Harry! Ah, uh, it's not <laughs> I feel like this this bit in the, in the book is such a fucking good bit because I remember reading it for the first time, and there was never a doubt in my mind that Sirius was there. Like I was, like, I was like, Sirius is definitely there. Mm. He's definitely getting tortured because we have no reason to believe that he's not. And when it re- when it was revealed that he wasn't, I was like, fuck. See, I can't remember reading it for the first time, which is Mm. so frustrating because I'm sure I did believe it. But reading it back as an adult, I'm like, it's so obvious he's not there. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so obvious he's not there. difference between like an adult reading and a child reading. The thing that annoyed me the most was Harry running around being like, there's no members of the Order to tell. There's no members of the Order that I can tell about my dream about Sirius. And you've literally been having after school lessons with Snape every (laughs) fucking week for so long. How do you not remember that Snape is supposed to be your ally? And also Ron and I don't remember either. I'm just like, oh my God, all three of you. You. Like, this could have been avoided because obviously Snape is going to have a better line of communication to call Sirius up and be like, hey mate, you alive? And he'll be like, yeah, sure, no torture here, bye. Like, I hate you, by the way, you I like, Fuck you. Bye. They might not be like the like, A-team members, but I refuse to believe that the lesbian thruple don't have like a hookup with the Oh, by penis. the way, the lesbian thruple are Sprout, Hooch, and Grubbly Plank. Oh, 100%. Yes. They yes. live in a cottage just outside the grounds and they grow all the different fruits and vegetables and they also have and many weed. animals. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. And a lot of weed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like one of them, they might not be, maybe they're in the outer layers of the Order of the Phoenix, maybe they're not in it, but they're going to fucking have the hookup, aren't they? Like they're going to yeah. know how to contact. Yeah. Like you've got to know that Dumbledore is so fucking cocky in like going into hiding and whatnot, that he would just be like, just literally just giving everyone his mobile number. Sprout like, is 100% on the outskirts of the order, either. she's not yeah. even in the circles. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just like to think everyone's literally like, Dumbledore's not even in hiding. He's like in heaven every other night. Like, he's just living his best life. <laughs> you first said that, I was like, 
heaven. And I was like, oh, the nightclub. I've got it. I've got it. Like, he's not hiding. He's dead. He doesn't need to hide. The ministry are useless. So, like, yeah, they probably just have his mobile number. Can hit him up anytime. What's probably on Grinder. There's no way McGonagall has been, if she was anywhere near conscious when they took her to the Mongoose, there's no way that she's not, like, left some way to contact her from school because she's not going to just leave them all with Umbridge. But we don't even know if she's alive at this point. We realise when leaving the book, the book does not tell you whether she's alive. It's like, she got taken to St. Mungo's last night. She's she's near, she's really ill. Oh my God, is she dead? Like, that's yeah. horrible. But like, yeah, one of the teeth. Like, Hagrid, I'm sorry. Boy definitely knows where Dumbledore is. Hagrid's like, run off to a oh, cave. Oh yeah, no, he has. He do be in a cave right now. I mean, yeah. a majority of Dumbledore's backup nets have fallen through. Yeah. yeah. But they did have quite a few layers. Yeah, there were a lot of layers that have gone. But also Snape was a layer that then was just And the lesbian. Yeah. yeah, Snape and the Thruple. The Thruple. The Thruple. Uh, so yeah, Ron spots an orb with Harry's name on the label. And the label reads SPT to APWBD. And I just got so excited at this bit because this is one of the bits where J.K. Rowling's overwriting became quite clever because purposely in this book, she read out Dumbledore's full name during the trial yes. and Trelawney was given for a first name for the first time in all the books. Yes. So if you're reading this back or if you're trying to do a close reading, you can work out who these are. And I'm just yeah. like, mm. well done, well done. Because both of those were much further back in the book. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Oh, you can get it you can yeah. get it so like, like it's also so like <laughs> just convenient there's like yeah we're gonna uh, like just abbreviate these names and then write the other names just in full. <laughs> Dumbledore's got way too many names <laughs> Dumbledore's name is so ingrained in my head from the way that Michael Gambon says yeah. in whatever film it Brian. is is it this film yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian <laughs> Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore <laughs> like just forever in my brain perfect <laughs> and then it says question uh open bracket question mark close bracket harry potter and the question mark means neville and neville is standing mm. right there and does that mean that neville could also touch the prophecy because the question mark means him or was it originally question marks dark lord and then filled in with harry potter is it glowing or not it's glowing it yeah it's glowing because it hasn't did it only glow when dumble when voldemort tried to kill harry is that when it began to is glow because that we don't know the point at which we don't know because that would tell you whether or not Neville could touch it or not because it, it only when it became a self-fulfilling prophecy would it well the prophecies are so fascinating in Harry Potter in general and I'm so excited to talk, to them, talk about them at the end of the book because they are confirmed not real canonically they mm. are not real and yet mm. they are real like it's mm. oh god I absolutely love it I just adore it it always confused the fuck out of me when oh I was yeah kid. I was like I don't they're real, but they're not. I don't get it. More reasons that Ron spotted this when Harry didn't. It's because Harry's a short king. Yeah. yeah. Ron's yeah. a lanky boy. Uh, Harry even says, <laughs> Harry, who is not as tall as Ron, had to crane his neck to see it. And I was like, yeah. and you called Neville short legs? Mm. Like, mate, come on. <laughs> come on. And, but come then on. Ron says the most stupid thing he's ever said. He's like, why is your name up there? Our names aren't around. Why so would like, he think that his name would be there? <laughs> like, Ron, have you not counted on yet? The books are called Harry Potter <laughs> and like, mate, this is not about you. I love how he's like, my name's not there. If your names were going to be somewhere, at least assume that there's some kind of like Dewey Decimal system in place, <laughs> some kind of alphabetical order. Yeah, like yeah. Weasley would not be near Potter. No. Like, yeah. it wouldn't. I just love Ron. It's like, my name's not there. <laughs> Why would your name be that? It's such a stupid thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. It. It's so fantastically stupid. I want like an alternate rewrite of this where at this point they just go home without picking up the prophecy because Harry's too short to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, just, like, and nobody Potter. wants to help him because he's been a cunt this whole yeah. time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, but Voldemort did all this planning and did not take into account 
out that Harry is short. Harry is five foot two at this point. Like, I should have fucking lowered it. <laughs> I should have put like a convenient stepping stool right there. There must be stools yeah, somewhere because the these can't touch it, but they can lay a little stool there. For Harry mm. To be step. fair, there must be those rolling step ladders somewhere because yeah. these shelves go up to the ceiling. Immediately think of Beauty and the Beast when I think of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Same. Oh, no, actually, though, I did just think of the secondary thing of that is that scene in Bridgerton where he's. Oh, and that. I've not seen Bridgerton. Oh! <laughs> yes, we have to now. <laughs> some dirty business might have happened. Oh, I'll watch it. Yeah. A stepladder is anything used that's got for some a fucking thing. dirty business in it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, Neville tells Harry in a terrified voice to not touch it, which of I'm all like... all of the ways to guarantee someone is going to touch it. Like, <laughs> don't touch it. Literally a way to go and hot plate, don't touch it. And then you're like, how hot is it though? Yeah, how hot, hot is it? Yeah. How hot yeah. is it? How hot? Like, yeah, whenever a waiter is like, it's really hot, don't touch it. I'm like, okay. Oh, it's quite hot, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't say it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have touched it. But yeah, so like... like just but I like, that it's, I like that it's Neville that says it. Because it's like, the prophecy is also about him and he's fucking mm. terrified of it. Yeah. I don't know. It is very creepy. Harry touches it because it's Harry. Have yeah. we met Harry? Mm-hmm. He pulls it down and a voice behind him tells him to turn around and hand over the prophecy he's like now turn around and give that to me i'm like daddy 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 sorry 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 and from a scale of one to hot how hot do we think this voice sounds well he said drawled i was like daddy sorry can i just say that's how we know that our podcasts align because we all immediately went to daddy sorry daddy sorry daddy sorry I mean, there's a running joke on our podcast that I need to get to sent to horny jail because I'm just consistently horny, but this Bonk. is just... <laughs> exactly. But no, Charlie's the me. same. It's, that's yes, me. So, like, this is just me. So, I've recorded three podcasts recently. This one, ours, and my other podcast. And on our most recent episode, I said, Mommy, sorry. Yeah. On my recent Paramore pod episode, I said, Mommy, sorry. Was it about Hayley? About Hayley. Yes, it's and understandable. Then, and now, here we are, saying, Daddy, sorry. I mean, I just need help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but uh, on the note of Daddy, sorry, that is the end of the chapter. <laughs> what did you guys think of this this chapter? Are you glad you chose this one? Yeah. So originally, when Rich chose it, I was like, "Oh, I thought it was a chapter with the baby head guy," because that's just the thing that sticks in my mind. Uh, but then I didn't I didn't realize that that was also the chapter where Sirius dies. So I was like, "I'm glad that we weren't here to do that one." Mm, but oh, that was gonna be fun. We decided I, to do the chapter just before the shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is more stuff. fun. You got, <laughs> yeah. you, as I said, you got all the rooms, but without the trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like really also prefer uh, more like character driven stuff. So I'm. Mm. I'm happy that we came in before that proper action started because we got to talk about, you know, like, I'm sure Harry will be a dick in the next chapter, but Mm. about him being a dick and like their like relationships with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good Mm. chapter. I really like how the dynamics of the six of them are built in the last few chapters and how they all interact with each other, especially because in the next chapter they split in half in like a a really odd way. Like they don't split how you would automatically think they do. And I think that's done well because we've built up how the six of them interact together and it's yeah. done really nicely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, could you uh, tell the podcast where people can find you, what you're all about? Just go, go t- tell us all. I, I can I can try. So yes, <laughs> we are Her Dark Materials. We are going through Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials novels, a chapter at a time. We're spoiler free. It's usually a lot of mommy sorries, a lot of... <laughs> being sent to horny jail some feminist analysis a lot occasionally. of Asriel, fuck you fuck a lot, lot of fuck you Asriel lots of making everything queer um, and I think 
I, I mean, I think that's the most things that we talk about, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and you can follow us on social media at HTMPod. Mm. Yes. But we've just mm. made t-shirts for the first time ever and we're ah! very excited about it and you can yes. find them. If you want a t-shirt that says Big C Energy on it, you can get that. And the C stands for Coulter in this case. Not what Johnny said. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, that is the joke, but... You didn't need to say it because he was like, oh, what's big C energy? Just big cunt energy. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's, the well that's why it's funny. Yeah. I was actually thinking big say... cock energy. So uh, <laughs> uh, well. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Quite the opposite. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. energy, and it's got the golden monkey on it. And it's great. But and yeah, if you want funny. a t-shirt, it's H. And honestly, you guys have the most beautiful merch. Our merch is pure hot trash compared to the ours because we just stick words on things and they actually design things. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm, They honestly have talent. I mean, we're just trash. You say there, but Rich does it all. I do nothing. Yeah. Rachel gave us a sticker and I lost my shit and it's now on my laptop because it's drawn by you and it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, also promote yourselves individually because Rachel creates amazing things. And Faye has another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, tell us all about it. I'll go first, shall I? You're looking at me especially. Yes. Yes. So I have another podcast. It's about the band Paramore. Me and one of my best friends, Zach Rich, gets mad if I call him my best friend. It's like this. Charlie does this when I mention other people who are my best friends. She's like, well, yeah, yeah. I just, you're not allowed any other friends. Sorry. We're going through every single Paramore song in order, which is really fun because I've loved Paramore since I was like... How many are there? That's yes, actually a really voice. good question. <laughs> there are five albums and there's soon to be six. And then wow. Hayley Williams, who's the lead singer, has got two of her own albums. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, mm. yeah. So we're doing that and it's loads of fun. Um, and you can listen to that wherever it's called. I should probably say the name of it. It's called Still Into You. Um, and nice. you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Still Into You Pod. I have to think about that. I think that's right. Yes. <laughs> nice. You go, Rich. I do art stuff full time. I make things. I sometimes post them on TikTok and Instagram. She's TikTok famous. Um, I one thing did a good on TikTok one time. I'm more famous on TikTok than I am on Instagram, but I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rach Makes, on TikTok and Twitter at Rach underscore Makes. I'm rich and I make, make things. If you like cute <laughs> you things make... with butts, that's yeah. me. Yeah. She makes yeah. like acorn toys with bums and stuff. I love mm-hmm. anything with butts on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and actually, for the Harry Potter lovers out there, I do, uh, one of the things I make is dice guardians for like people that play D&D, but my most recent ones that I've brought out is a serpent, a badger, a lion, oh. and a raven but also an eagle so I've painted it in brown and black so that nobody can shout at me yeah <laughs> and we all know that nowadays when you feel buying Harry Potter merch you should be buying it from independent yes. sellers give yes, those yes, mo- yes. give that yeah. money to independent sellers so that is perfect I really really want to play D&D and I never have I don't um, know what it is. It confuses... The, everything that's ever said about it in front of me confuses the fuck out of me. It does confuse me, but I really want to play it. Mm. Um, but so does the guy that I'm thinking he really wants to play it. So I think we're going to play at some point. So maybe I will treat myself to something mm. nice to play it. My other suggestion would be if you just get a D20 for the podcast, you can like label your shot bottles 1 to 20 and you can just roll a D20 to choose <gasps> a shot if you want to do such a good bird. idea. What a great idea. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm, you might have to do that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was absolutely fantastic. Um, loved it. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. And 
Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to say? No, just thank, thank you, you so for much having for us. Having it's us. been so fun. <laughs> I hadn't spoken about Harry Potter properly in years. So we'd, I mean, if you want us back, we'll, we shall yes. come back. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, is there any like bits in the rest of the books that you would want to come back for, like specifically? Oh, what a good question. I'm gonna have to think on that, but definitely yes because yeah. Uh, well, like, if you think 100%. of something, let us know. Yeah, because yeah, we'll we've say. got a lot to go through. Still. <laughs> you do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, oh, I would imagine something in Hallows, maybe. But I, I'm gonna, th- mm. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Well, thank you guys right. so, thank much, you so much, and we'll speak to the rest of you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Samuel, Ronan, Matt, Lewis, Layla, Catherine, Hannah, Amelie and Alexia. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.